Welcome to the Paint with Lovejoy podcast, the place where first-time and beginner painters can learn more about acrylic painting, the mindset of learning a new skill, and where your creative questions will be answered. Thanks for joining. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back for episode two of the Paint with Lovejoy podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. And I personally am so grateful that that first podcast is now over. Um, I want to kind of pick up on a few of the things that I talked about in the first podcast about talked about um, your first painting. It's going to be kind of bad. It's not going to be that amazing. It's not going to turn out to be what you want in your head or what you envision in your head. And that's okay. And I feel the same way about my first podcast. I just had to get it done, get it out there, listen to it again. I just listened to it before I started um, recording for this one. And by doing that first painting, doing that first podcast, that is my baseline now. Um, I've already have a huge list of things that I want to improve upon and make better, but I could only do that once I have that first episode or that first painting down. So as you do your first painting, um, you will have a list of things that you're like, I want to do this better. I want to do this better. But you'll also have a list of things that are more comfortable. You're going to be more comfortable with holding the brushes, uh, with mixing your paint, and you're going to take all those things that you are now a little bit more comfortable with and the things that you would do differently, you're going to take that into your next painting. And all the things that I would do differently, or at least the ones that I can remember um, that I would like to fix about my first episode, I'm going to be taking those lessons into today's episode. One of the things that I did notice from re-listening to uh, the first episode is I sat too close to the microphone. I actually got pretty excited. So you could hear me making the the breath sounds when I uh, stated anything that started with a P. Uh, When I practiced, I sat perfect distance, no big deal. I'm trying to sit back at that distance uh, right now. But that first one, I just got super excited and forgot some of the things uh, that I you know, had thought were important. And that's okay. You're going to do the same thing in your beginning stages of painting. You're going to have all these things that you're like, I'm going to do this right. And I'm going to do this right. And this is going to be correct. And you may forget those. And that's okay. I want you to embrace um, that possibility. I want you to embrace whatever it is that you're painting or creating and use it as your baseline and move forward. So it's kind of nice that I am starting on this new platform and because I specifically teach first time and beginner painters, just kind of sharing each of these places where I'm stepping out of my comfort zone um, and being able to relay that experience to you because you are stepping out of your comfort zone to paint at home, uh, to get comfortable and bring a creative outlet into your life. You know, sometimes we've got some hurdles that we have to get past. And like I talked on the episode, first episode, this is the first hurdle. Um, You're going beyond that paint and sip class, you're going beyond um, a paint class in general, and you're bringing painting into your home environment, into your intimate space, and into hopefully your daily, monthly, or weekly uh, lifestyle. And that's a really cool thing. Um, And not everybody does that. I wish that I wish more people did, but not everybody does that. So be proud of yourself for getting over these first couple of hurdles. Pat yourself on the back for the things that you are proud of that you did. Pat yourself on your back for your mistakes too. Um, we learn a lot from our mistakes, and it does suck that in society mistakes are looked upon in a bad light. 
mistakes are just opportunities to go, okay, I tried that, let's try this now and to get better. And that's really the only way we get better is through a lot of those mistakes and perceived failures. Um, and I say perceived failures because what you may deem a failure, I may look from a, look at it from a different perspective and vice versa. Something that I may consider a failure, you may look at it and go, oh my gosh, you're so far from the truth. And I would say the same thing, you know, at looking at something that you might call a failure. So, you know, try not to hold too strong to the connotations of the words that we have and try to always find something that you can um, find positive, some positive lesson that you learned, even if it's just, I'm more comfortable holding the brush. Even if it's just, I'm more comfortable with mixing that light blue color that I really like. Um, I'm more comfortable um, telling my housemates to leave me alone or to my family to leave me alone so I can have my space to, to paint and create. No matter how small that positive thing is, focus on that and bring that into your next painting. So uh, with that being said, I'm taking my lessons from the first podcast into today, and hopefully when I listen to the re-recording um, or the recording of this when I'm done, I will have realized that I sat far enough away from the microphone not to be uh, making those sounds into it. <laughs> and if I'm not, I'm still going to use this and probably post it and just keep moving forward and keeping my checklist from episode to episode. And that's just the way of life. All right, so kind of one of the questions that I want to focus on today is just building on that question from the first one. And again, you do have to paint that first painting, make it your foundation, and it builds your confidence and your skills. Same with taking all those paint and sip classes. So at this point, you may be looking at um, images on Instagram, images in magazines or, you know, in the Google feed. You know, we all have tons of images that are bookmarked that we're inspired by. And you might start bookmarking photos that you go, I want to paint that. Ah, oh, that looks really cool. I want to paint that. Um, but because you're also in your beginning stages, you're not quite sure how to break down that image of where you would start. And especially if you're not following a tutorial video or a class or, you know, a step-by-step -step sheet or something, um, it's kind of hard to know what those middle steps would be. Like, you know, you've got a blank canvas and you know what you want the final to kind of look like, but how do you get to those in-between stages, those in-between steps? So I'm gonna break down a little bit of just how you can look at an image and uh, recreate it. We're not going for photorealism. That would actually be a course that I plan on making later on this year, uh, a grid painting course. And that's where when you see those hyper-realistic paintings, 90% um, of those artists are utilizing the grid method, but we'll save that for uh, much a little bit later down the road. So as you're recreating an image that you see in your beginning fresh stages of painting at home, um, as you're looking at an image, subject matters that I recommend to start with that are uh, have nice achievable goals, I would recommend sticking with landscape photographs or scenery, flowers, um, animals aren't too bad. They have got a pretty big wiggle room, but I would stay away from, um, humans. Don't let your first painting be a human portrait. I want you to build your skills and your comfort level before you dive into painting a human portrait or having, uh, people in your scene. And it's not saying that you 
uh, don't do that at all. If you're inclined and you're feeling really strong about painting that, go right ahead and paint a portrait, do a self-portrait, you know, paint something with humans in there. But for beginner painters, because we are human um, and we look at our own face every day in the mirror, let alone the people that are in your community that you see on a daily basis, we're really familiar with um, the look of a human and kind of the proportions that a human can look like. And when you go to paint that, because it's a subject matter that we are so familiar with, that bar is super high to get it right, to get it believable, to get those proportions correct. So instead of starting there, let's lower the bar um, and start with landscape paintings, um, flower paintings, nature scenes, um, and even animals, because those subject matters have a low bar of acceptability to go to know what you're looking at. And because it's not a subject matter that we, you know, stare at every day of our life, um, when we're brushing our teeth or, you know, putting on makeup or getting ready for the day, um, those are subject matters that you're not as familiar with. So that is why I state, please hold off on painting a human portrait until your foundational skills are much stronger and your comfort level is much stronger. So as you're looking at that landscape painting or that flower painting or even an animal painting that you, um, or photograph that you want to recreate as a painting, um, there are a few ways that you can get that initial image on your canvas and I'll put links um, below um, and I'll try to make sure that some show up on the screen for the YouTube uh, version of this. But there's ways that you can print out your image and with carbon paper or graphite transfer, you can take that printed image and you'll be able to transfer it onto uh, the canvas. And then that way you don't have to draw everything and get it perfect right from the bat. And then you can focus more on the actual painting process rather than the drawing process. Um, and like I said, I'll put those links down there and you can see those videos. If you want to focus on the drawing aspect of it, I would recommend, um, I have a simple grid drawing uh, application that you can do, but you can Google that, you can search it in YouTube, grid drawing, and it's a great and easy way, very logical, um, to basically recreate the drawing um, or recreate an image or photograph. So feel free to do more research on that if you like. Otherwise, print out your image, use one of the transfer methods, and then I'll have you jump right into your painting process. So I'm gonna kind of give the example with kind of a landscape photograph. And as you're looking at that landscape photograph and you've already got it transferred to your surface, um, we're gonna start from the background, the furthest point away and work our way forward. And generally, um, the furthest part away is generally gonna be your sky, and that is gonna be on the top portion of your canvas um, because that's generally the furthest away. So I would recommend starting with that section. And as you're looking at each of these sections that I'm going to identify, I want you to do your best to try to identify a dark and a light um, shape in each of those sections. So for the sky, maybe it's a little bit darker blue towards the horizon and a little bit lighter um, towards the top of the photograph or vice versa. It could actually be a darker blue at the horizon line and then a little bit lighter towards the top. But I want you to start to recognize that and then just focus on that area and paint that. Then 
I want you to look at the next closest area. And sometimes that could be mountains in the background or trees. And again, the trees um, will be just kind of impressions. You don't have to do every single detail in there. But again, as you're looking at the mountains, the horizon line, the trees, the hills, again, I want you to focus and try to see a dark shade and a light shade in each subject. Focus on that, paint that, and then you'll move to what we call the middle ground. And that could be a valley or maybe a subject matter of a closer up tree. Um, paint that. And again, look for your dark and a light shade and the shapes that they make within that section. Um, and then if there's a foreground element, sometimes in the photographs, there's really close up flowers or um, a fence or some type of subject matter that's gonna have a little bit more detail. And on that one, I want you to try to focus on three shades. I want you to see the darkest shade, kind of a medium color, and then the lightest shade that you can see. And by doing that for closest forward subject matter, and that will be closer towards the bottom of your canvas, um, by putting a little bit more detail in that, that brings a little bit more focus, a little bit more contrast to it, and it tells our eye that this is the focal point um, for this particular composition. And again, take it one section at a time. Your first one may be a little bit awkward. That's okay, like we stated in the last episode. Um, just getting it done and getting your practice in, getting your training of your eye-hand coordination, getting comfortable with the brushes. All of these skills are building and growing each time that you paint. Every single time, even if you're not conscious of it, you are building those skills every time. It's just like riding a bike. You were not perfect balance and able to ride in a 10K race the first time that you rode your bike. It took practice. And each time you got a little bit more comfortable, maybe rode a little bit further, maybe the training wheels started to come off or the person helping you was no longer holding the bike balance, but it took steps. So painting is the same way. It's going to take steps to get there and steps to build your skills. And that's why I stress as much as possible to try to enjoy the process of painting, not the outcome of your painting at that moment, because that outcome is going to keep changing and getting better the more that you learn and the more that you practice. Okay, so hopefully that kind of helps um, you look at an image and be able to break it down. If you're doing something that's maybe uh, like a, a single flower, um, in the middle of your, your canvas. As you're looking at that flower, try to break each individual petal or section of the flower into its own shapes and same thing. Um, look for the dark and the light shade. And if you can see those three shades already, go ahead and start applying those. Um, as you dive more into painting, we'll, you'll get more into uh, the value scale and all the shades for that and the value scale generally has nine shades. So right now we're just trying to identify two or three shades. And by doing this, you are actually strengthening your power of observation. As you are identifying the light shade, the dark shade, the different sections in the photograph that you might be looking at, you are strengthening your power of observation. And this is a core foundational art skill. And it's also a skill that the more that you start observing things in photographs or in your painting, the more you're gonna start observing things in your everyday life. 
Um, strengthening your power of observation is actually a good life skill, um, and it will just make you a more observant person in your everyday life, in your work, with your family, with your friends. And you'll actually come to find out that people appreciate that when you are observant of things that change in their life. So learning to be observant in your paintings will translate into being more observant in your everyday life. Um, I secretly love the fact that so many of the things that I teach about in art or the concepts in art can be applied to the concepts in life. Um, a big portion of art has to do with our own psychology, our own way that we interpret and look at things. And if you can change your perspective, you're going to see something new. And it's quite easy to change your perspective. Uh, we, I will definitely be diving more into that as uh, more and more episodes of the Paint with Lovejoy podcast happen because I find it fascinating. Um, if I had not gone into being an artist, I definitely would have gone into being a psychologist. And I think I would have been pretty good at it. But I think art's more fun. So I'm really grateful for where I'm at. <laughs> um, so I think that kind of covers most of for today's topic. And I can already feel myself more comfortable sitting here talking. Uh, I secretly love that I'm not filming a video right now and all I'm doing is just focusing on my words and talking. So sometimes it's nice to just keep it simple. And I'm really grateful that this podcast I can keep kind of simple and it takes me less time to create this than it does the tutorial. So I am looking forward to sharing a lot of the information that I have compiled in my teaching and in my head and my own experiences for the last couple of decades. And um, I think it's going to be a fun adventure. So thank you guys so much for hanging out for the beginning part of this journey. And um, if you have questions that you want me to address in the Ask Lovejoy section, please leave a comment, send me an email or leave it on social media. And um, yeah, please keep painting, send me your pictures, send me um, your questions. And we're going to keep evolving with this together. So I hope you have a great day. And until next time, cheers.